Welcome to a new episode of the Agile Timebox. Five minutes of Agile thinking with Billy Adams. In this episode, we talk about moving from Scrum to Kanban. Is it worth it? If you have been working on a Scrum team for a while, there is a high chance that at least once, one or more team members suggested a move to Kanban. I have seen this multiple times, so often, that I can confidently say that the reason why most teams consider switching from Scrum to Kanban, is not because they want to get the good things that it has to offer, but because they are facing some kind of problem with Scrum, and believe that Kanban is simpler to implement. To begin, if your team is unhappy with an agile framework, switching to a different one should not be the first move. The priority should be to understand what makes hard to adopt that specific framework, and what is the real issue behind the problems that the team is facing. This will give you the opportunity to understand which framework can be more suitable before you switch just for the sake of running away from your problems. And there is also a chance that after going deeper into the issue, you realize that is not the framework that doesn't fit your needs. You may have to adjust something in your business processes or mindset instead. As it's commonly said by Scrum Masters, Scrum isn't going to fix your problems. It will expose them. And this is true for many agile practices. They are meant to provide transparency so problems can be discovered and tackled early, rather than being hidden. A typical scenario is a Scrum team which consistently fails to complete all the items they have planned for the sprint. Instead of trying to understand why this happens, it's easy to be tempted to remove what appears to be the constraint. So they think to move to Kanban because there are no sprints. After all, if you don't have a goal, you can't fail to achieve it. Although the topic of sprint goal may deserve its own episode, I want to quickly bust a myth. You don't need to complete all the items that you have planned for your sprint in order to achieve the sprint goal. But let's say that the problem our imaginary team is having is being unable to achieve the sprint goal sprint after sprint. This might depend on so many reasons. Is the sprint length enough to allow achieving a meaningful goal? Are sprint goals set in a realistic way? Is velocity being measured correctly to enable reliable forecast? Is the team frequently working on unplanned items? Are priorities set correctly? The list of questions could go on for much longer. But you can already understand that abandoning Scrum for Kanban, without asking and answering this type of questions, would only hide the real issues until they get bigger. Now, let's assume, for the sake of argument, that Scrum is actually not right for your team. Are you sure that Kanban is the right choice? I'm a strong supporter of Kanban, and for this reason, when a team tells me that they want to implement it, I always make sure that they are not just thinking of using a Kanban board to visualize the work progress and nothing else. Kanban is so elegantly sophisticated, that it appears to be even simpler than it is, to the eye of people who never used it and don't know much about it. We have no time for a full lesson on Kanban now, but I want to mention five core rules which are essential to a successful implementation and often ignored. Number one, visualize the workflow. Two, limit work and progress. Three, measure and manage flow. Four, make process policies explicit. And five, recognize improvement opportunities. I will skip the details, but let's quickly go through these rules. The first, visualize the workflow, is probably the only rule that every new team respects because this is what they think Kanban is all about. Visualize the work on a board. Although it is essential, it's not enough, if you want to see the benefits of using Kanban. The second rule is the VIP, work in progress limit. This is a powerful one, 
because it's the way Kanban highlights bottlenecks in your workflow. But it's not easy to apply this rule so many teams abandon this practice after a while. The other three rules are almost unknown to many of the teams that believe to implement Kanban. The third rule is measure and manage the flow. Kanban has some different metrics compared to what a team coming from Scrum might be used to. There is no concept of velocity because there are no sprints nor estimates, but there are metrics like work item age, throughput and cycle time to measure the amount of work and the speed of the progress done by the team in a given period of time. The fourth rule is to make process policies explicit. This is to prove wrong those who believe that there is no documentation in Agile. Kanban is actually a system that encourages documenting process policies and make them explicit because this has a positive impact on the flow and reduces time waste. The fifth rule is to recognize improvement opportunities. In other words, this is about continuous improvement. And it includes activities like periodic retrospectives, which is another thing unhappy scrum teams think will avoid when they look at Kanban as an alternative. In conclusion, if you want to abandon scrum or another framework, make sure you do it for the right reasons, not just to hide your problems. If you decide to introduce new practices, keep in mind that Kanban is a fantastic tool which can offer enormous benefits to your team. But if you want to use it and really get those benefits, you have to use it properly. Study, do some reading, attend a course or hire a coach. Whatever you feel is the best for you, but find the way to implement it properly. Also remember that Kanban is a system that can be easily added on top of other practices or frameworks that you are already using. Scrum with Kanban, for example, is a powerful combination. It's now time to say goodbye and thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share. See you in the next episode.